What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two of Life podcast. I'm in my Volkswagen Crafter. For those in the States, that's pretty much a Sprinter. I'm driving south to Melbourne, Victoria, to meet with Motorcycling Australia for a project. The last two days, I've got to ride a mountain bike and a moto. Um, yesterday, I rode a really cool location um, on my Intense Cycles Taser. It was rad, man. I, I had no idea where I was going. I um, actually hit up, this, put a post up on my story. Hey, got, hey, anyone, if I'm uh, I'm driving south, and you don't have any good locations between uh, Coffs Harbor and Port Macquarie, um, some, some bike spots to ride. I got my taser so I can easily get around to explore. And man, a dude hit me up and said, check out Jolly Jolly. Nose, nose, jolly nose, uh, just outside of Port Macquarie, and I uh, give it a rip. They have the Rocky Trail Entertainment Enduro out there, and uh, yeah, man, I went out there and I was treated to an amazing trail network about five miles off the of Port Macquarie. The water, really steep descents, uh, really cool cl- uh, fire road to climb up, make it easy, and man, had a great ride. Showered using my on tap water uh, jug off the back of my van. Loaded the bike back up. Was going to meet up with Johnny McLean from Lusty and stay at his place, but I decided to keep driving a little farther south so I didn't have a lot to do today. And I'm stoked I did because I woke up today in a rest stop, got on the road, got some fuel. And I was driving down the, the, the highway, and I still don't know my bearings as well as I did in the States. Clearly, I've only been here just over two and a half years, but I, I'm on the side of the road. I see this badass moto track, right? And I'm like, what? And I, I have, you know, the Vargs in the, in the, uh, in the trailer behind me. And I'm like, I'm turning around. Um, before that, I was talking to Chris Ally from Intense Cycles Oz and I was to figure out a location for me to, uh, to ride uh, the taser a little farther south, so he sent me some pins. So I had all my intentions were to get to get down there, ride my mountain bike, to break up the drive, to see a little bit more of this beautiful country. When I spotted this moto track in Galbar on the side of the hill, I could just tell it was sick. The dirt was good, um, so I went down another you know five ten k, flipped the U turn, uh, came back, found the track, the entrance. And man, what a what a cool experience! Met this amazing community, um, of people in Goulburn and and um, the club and the volunteers there, and it was first class. One of my favorite tracks I've ridden to date in Oz. Had a killer step up, a couple step ups, some fun jumps, some sand rollers. Kind of had it all, man. So if you're around Goulburn area or making a road trip north or south, and you ride moto in Oz. I highly recommend getting out there and riding it. It's also cool, you know, these, these Stark Future Vargs being uh, the national sales manager for Australia and New Zealand. I'm very privy to getting to be able to meet a lot of people. I'm showing the bikes to people, new dealers. Um, uh, as I go down south to Victor- to Melbourne to for a project for the company, I, uh, I like I said, I'm bringing the bikes. I brought some gear. And it's really cool. No one's really, you know, in Australia – Pretty much the only people that have seen the bikes been on the Gold Coast or on the Sunny Coast uh, in Queensland, unless they've traveled up for the races and so on. So to take the bikes to a local track 
and get to see everyone's expressions for the first time never gets old, man. The bike's absolutely incredible. Um, I'm having a lot of fun on it myself. I'm learning a ton. Um, and, and what more could you ask for, right? And, um, you're, 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 when you're earning and learning, as my good friend Greg Madley says, you're in the right place. Um, so, yep, I'm learning a ton, getting to share an experience of a groundbreaking product with the community, and um, having fun doing it. Life is good, right? Uh, the re- speaking of my life, uh, some housekeeping. Man, Noah wrapped up his soccer. My newborn baby is 11 months old and a few uh, plus, and 11 months old, and uh, it's uh, Mason's ripping his moto and yeah things are quite busy in the sleeper household sarah's still working for intense cycles australia crushing it as the regional sales manager there so typical sleeper family just wide open right but um yeah it's uh today i wanted to kind of i was watching the super motocross while i was sleeping in my van and um i was like you know what i need to do a podcast because i think there's a lot of key things to take away from it and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to chat, man. Make, make the t- time go by a little faster on this drive to uh, Melbourne, Victoria. Um, it's a 17-hour drive door-to-door, uh, door, but I broke it up. So before I get into my thoughts on the Super Motocross, let's give it up to the sponsors. Of course, Intense Cycles, um, you know, big advocate of that brand. I rode the Taser yesterday. Uh, excited to get my sniper back from uh, Creative Concepts Codings and WA. Um, and they have a lot of deals. Deals on deals right now on great bikes. If you want to add to those deals, use Sleater underscore 10 or 10% off your 10 cycles. But they just launched that new aluminum taser, and that thing isn't badass. Um, you know, it's really cool to go from one type of uh, materializing carbon on the current taser to aluminum. I truly feel the aluminum is... Uh, a lot better for this bike, right? It's, um, it allows it to be a little more subtle, a little more comfort in your hands. Um, it's quicker turning because the, the material is flexing with carbon so rigid and that big top kind of belly down tube on the current one or on the carbon. So um, it makes it a little rigid. Um, both great bikes in their own right. And then obviously you're stepping up to that 630 watt battery on the new alloy version. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a gravel bike. Um, 279 uh, Tracer has been a hit. So get over to IntenseCycles.com. Look at all the new bikes. Look at the new stuff. Look at the deals going on. And like I said, it's Sleater underscore Tim um, for 10% off at checkout. And Rhino Power, big part of my program and this podcast and everything I do. Um, use Sleater 15 for 15% off Rhino Power products. Um, man, Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. The hydration fuel is key. Carb fuel is a, ma- a must if you're an endurance athlete added, adding to your hydration. And also the new monogels. Game changer for me, man. Um, as far as, you know, sustainability, quick quick boost of energy and uh, calorie intake we're on the bike. It's been really great having uh, Rhino Power out with those gels. So get over to rhinopower.com. In Australia, in America, you use Sleater, Sleater 15 for 15% off. Thank you to that crew, Brian McCarthy, Brian Hughes, all those boys doing great things for all of us at Rhino Power. 
Maximum Racing Oils. Um, I'm not mixing premix, but I'm using Chain Wax, SC1, Matte Cleaner, BioWash, everything else on my Star Future Vogs, Vargs, and of course Mason, my rider of the family. He is using the full gamut of premix and MTL, and you know I'm using uh, the grease and the assembly lube. Love the assembly lube on my uh, on all my hardware, man. Coming in a really great. Uh, little canister. So get over to Maximum Racing Wheels. We are lusty as well. Carries it in Australia, and of course ODI as well. So the whole We Are Lusty crew supports me for my cycling. So pretty fortunate from ODI to Crank Brothers, all of them. So check out We Are Lusty, Albeck, all of them. So thanks to all those sponsors that support this podcast. I need to update my thumbnail. This, this power this podcast is not powered by MX Store as any longer. Um, so if you're looking to sponsor this podcast, let me know. And, oh, can't forget Method Race Wheels. I'm coming down the road. You can hear the outside noise. I'm running on those Method Race Wheels wrapped in Toyos, courtesy met courtesy of Michael Taylor and the crew at Method Race Wheels Australia. Uh, Colby and the whole crew at Method Race Wheels America. Global team. They're doing great things with the Deegans. Um, Pretty much any of the top drivers in Pro 4, Pro 2, Trophy Trucks. Toby Price was on them, I believe, not anymore. I don't know why I said that, but anyhow. Um, Method Race Wheels, thanks to that crew. No discount code, but the best wheels in the business. Make sure you get those on your vehicles. So let's uh, jump into SMX. It happened, man. It's here. It went through the playoffs. I don't need to get into what, what it is, what it should be called, um, what I think it should be called, but... What a race, man. Um, I have some hot takes. Really cool to see Cooper Webb on that that uh, Yamaha. But overall, overall, well, I don't want to do overall. Let's get into it. Lights class. Uh, play, play base. The track is, uh, track looked hard. It looked tough. Um, they were talking about setting, how to set it up. And they were saying Supercross setting and this and that and, I don't know, man. I there was really one rhythm section that demanded supercross suspension. I uh, if you're going quad, I think you need supercross, which was faster. If you were going quad in that rhythm, I think you could have ran motocross and made up for for some traction on the rest of the track. But overall, man, I thought that was a cool-looking track. I wasn't riding it. I'm sure the most riders that didn't do good didn't like it. The riders that did do good loved it. That's just part of it, right? Um, There's just SMX and, you know, and WSX and this battle, but I, I don't even want to get into why they're doing it and the reaction of WSX. Let's think about the positives. There's riders making money. Um, you got um, Joe Shimoda who made fifty thousand dollars tonight. Fifty thousand dollars, good for him, man. He's on a roll, right? He's on a roll. He's uh, doing great. Hayden Deegan, you know, third overall. Um, man, it, it was a great, great thing to see, right? Um, Hayden dominated the first the first moto. It just absolutely did what Hayden does. Laid down some lap times after a horrific high side in uh in practice. It just um 
that was a nasty one. An absolute nasty one. I, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, you, you can't take too many of those and just get back up. I, I just don't think you can. And it's, it was good to see him getting back up after that crash. Um, Hunter Lawrence didn't have the day that we, that he would have hoped for, right? Um, but that's, that's part of it, right? That's part of it. These, these things are hard. And um, it, it, this is a whole new track. But I think for Hunter and even Jet, I don't know. Is they're, they're treating this like a new series, right? Um, and and they put all this work in to peak to win titles in the AMA Pro Motocross and taking nothing away from SMX. But how do you start emotionally and physically – they put so much emphasis on their, the plan, you know, to win AMA Pro Motocross. I feel like today I saw both riders dealing with, like, this is not that important to us, right? Not, I, I, I just, I don't know. Second moto, Jet pulled it out. First moto, I think he got rattled. But let's go back into the 250s. Um, you know, Levi Kitchen looked phenomenal in the in the uh, first moto, but he got zapped by Hayden, um, and that was surprising, right? That was surprising. I, I I didn't think I thought he'd be able to handle pulling away. Uh, Hayden just stepped it up and got by him, and then you saw, you know, um, Tom Vial. He got third behind, you know, Kitchen. Um, so at Hayden. Uh, Kitchen, Shimoda, uh, I'm sorry, Hayden, Kitchen, Vial, Shimoda. Um, but all these mixed up results, all this, Handmaker was fast, but then what Handmaker does, he fell down a lot, right? Jordan Smith, I think he rode quite well coming back 8-4. No whoops, that's usually his, like, strong point. He was invisible, but... Here's what I wanted to break down for for everyone is you can say the track's too easy. You might, people might be saying that. Riders might be saying that. If the track is that easy, how did Hayden Deegan put five seconds on a Levi Kitchen and put and lap other riders? If a rider says it's too easy, it should be the same speed as the winner, right? The track was not easy. It didn't have gnarly stuff. So it's a cop-out. If you're a rider and you say it's easy, you should be running the same lap times as the winner. Well, you know they weren't, right? There was there's there's parity there. Let track. It was demanding. It had a clay and a sand, pretty one long. I thought that option section they absolutely nailed it. Um Yeah, it was good. I think uh Hunter had a rough day, man, after qualifying that just didn't start out good and yeah, we're so critical of these riders, of what they do and how they how they ride, and it's like now now he's off the map. No man, Hunter Hunter just had a bad race. It wasn't indicative of his training, his effort. Um, but what this track did show us, it wasn't that hard. You saw Ryder Differenciato get on the box, right? That second moto, and how cool is that? That guy. That young man has been going at it 
for a long time. He was slated to be, you know, Deegan's rival. Deegan came through, just kind of put him in the in the shadows. But it was great to see Ryder D get on that box in that second moto, much deservingly. I personally am stoked to see Pro Stewart get back up there. They've definitely figured out a power package that's huh, indicative of making making horsepower. Um, they are absolutely um, a sea of green. Fortner's back. The LCQs um, it looked weird with not a lot of riders in the gate. Um, that, that was weird. These privateers aren't willing to, to come and try to make it in. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, lights class, you had Joe Shimoda with a, one, with a 4-1, Tom Vial 3-2, Hayden Deegan 1-5, DeFrancesco 7-3, and George Smith round top five for 8-4. Those are all very, um, uh, a range of scores, right? And you'll think I'm crazy. You'll think I'm wild. But what I like about this because the track was not that hard, you had good racing on the field. There wasn't too many big crashes. I feel that there's something to be said of having easier tracks. And I'm sure some of you are just freaking out, laughing at me, thinking I'm an idiot. But I do feel that if we looked at our tracks, didn't make them that hard, you would get better racing. And I think this is proof in the pudding. Um, was it super motocross? I think it was. I think it was neat. We're on a drag strip. It didn't look as cool from like a stadium point of view. They weren't trying to do that. I, I feel like the crowd attendance was pretty good. I don't know what their goals were. But yeah, um, the lights put on a good show. I, I thought they did. Going into the 450 class, yeah, this is huge, huge day for Chase Sexton. And Ken Roxon and all those and Cooper Webb, right? Big day. You know, let's open it up with Cooper Webb. I, I'm stoked to see him riding. That guy, you gotta love it. He puts a lot of pressure on himself, makes some statements. Here to win. That's bold. That is bold. Before we get into his performance, let's talk about his bike. My good friend Rick Gilmore is doing a suspension and chassis. I've not talked to Gilly in a while. What I did notice on setup, um, Yamaha and the KTM are very d- different in how you how they how they ride. I can tell you one thing: Cooper's KTM was low. It looked long. It looked choppered out. You got the, the bike didn't pitch, so it put pressure on the fork. Because that pitch is when that back wheel gets long, the travel extends that shock. It's pressure on that forks allow riding riders to turn down. It's really important. If your bike's too linear, too dead in the back, kind of like Plessinger's is, you can't turn down. You know, and there's a fine line of having that 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 bike to get unweighting, get get light in the rear and tall, and having stability. Um, so right away, you have this bike that Webb was on that was like long and low and dead looking, and then you have this Yamaha that you now on. That's taller in the rear, steeper, and man, he looks better. He does. He looks better on that. He does, he he looks better to me. But he came out with some bold statements that he was going to win. I'm glad he that he said that, and I, I really hope he believes that. Um, but 
he didn't do the like a dis- uh, disservice for himself, but he definitely didn't come in a winning form. You know, he's not at Chase Sexton's speed. I personally don't know if he has the speed. I'm betting on Cooper in a run of a 17-round series, not in a three-round triple crown format like this, because he's going to wear you down and grind you out and he's consistent and he's a, he's a savage and he's going to mindfuck you. But I just don't think he has the speed that Kenny and Chase and Jet do. Sorry, even Anderson. And the results kind of showed that. He did look better in the Omaha. I'm, I'm a Cooper Webb fan. I'm just I'm just stating what I see. He's never won on outright speed and talent. He's a grinder. He wears you out. And uh, that's how he gets it done. But he's got to run the pace to grind these guys out in a, in a one-on-one battle. And right, that, right today, he doesn't have the speed to really get there. I think he could, you know, and I think I know why he can. I'll tell you why I think he can. His bike's damn good. His bike's better for him than the KTM, hands down. I, I'll, I'll stamp that. But Hayden Deegan in the Star 2 VDF team is going to hold Cooper accountable. It brought fresh, fresh, a breath of fresh air, fresh blood into his system. It gave him a reason for being, as they'd say, accountability. Dude, out of the Baker's factory is 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 militant. It doesn't seem fun. There's no culture. Um, Star Racing Factory Omaha program has so much culture, so much accountability. They they they, they adapt for everyone. I made a tweet is like I was watching Cooper's face and the energy, seeing Deegan's YouTube videos that I watch. Yes, I watch them. You can see the culture around that business and around that racing. A corporate company like KTM struggles to have culture within its employees. So how are you going to have culture on a race team that's that regimented? Roger DeCoster is old school. He, he doesn't know about culture these days. He builds race-winning motorcycles. You have to adapt. And I think these race teams that have good culture, like Honda HRC, the Lawrence is laughing, the Lars Lindstrom, that guy's an absolute weapon, very calculated very methodical, an amazing leader. So I say two things that Cooper Webb is looking for. Uh, Do other things. Great culture and leadership, right? I truly feel that the leadership of KTM is lost. Ian Harrison's the leader, but or is Roger the the leader? Who's the leader? Who's making, who's calling the shots? Cooper Webb, he's out. He's on Yamaha. We know who the leader is over at Star Racing and Bobby fucking Reagan. He calls the shots. You got Brad Hoffman. Uh, you got um, the rest of the crew there. You got Gilmore on the suspension. They're hungry. They're the per circuit of the early thousands, right? Even before and a little later. Uh, and and I can't wait to see what Cooper um, molds into. But this weekend, he didn't have the speed to win. Okay? Um Moving along, Jason Anderson, I thought he rode really well this weekend. Um, yeah, I, I think it was surprising to see him struggling with a jump. I mean, these guys, that jump was, must have been a lot more technical than, you know, all of us can see, right? But, uh, yeah, Jason Anderson's fifth uh, with a 4-5 was quite surpri- it was, was a little surprising. I, I could have seen him as a dark horse to be running up front, um, you know. At Jet Lawrence, he goes 7-2. At first moto, he just got rattled, man. Guys were in his head. 
Diver cutting him off. Nowhere to go. When was Jet Lawrence ever in a circumstance like that? Like on a, he hasn't been. He hasn't been like that since maybe A1 or last season where shit's happening fast. People are cutting him off. So, um, you know, that the, the streak has ended, but it really hasn't. He won, the, he, he, he got a streak in the outdoors. He's undefeated. This is not the same. So, don't compare it. The kid that went 7 2 for fourth overall with a great ride, great comeback, second moto behind Chase Sexton, um, and, and looked good doing it. And uh, third place, you have Dylan Ferrandez. He was he was sneaky fast, two four. Um, you know where's he going to end up though, right? Young Law doesn't want him. They have Webb and Tomac. Um, they have Cooper as well, three man four fifty team. Does he end up in Kawasaki? Mm, maybe I don't know. But you know, I think his attitude. I, I can appreciate it. I understand it. I don't think it uh, voids well for him. He uh, he's a lot of work. He's always, he's always you know bike bike bike. Um, not saying it can't be better, but I think he can go about it differently. He's very demanding of himself. And I think that the, the uh, language barrier, the French to the English, can come off like he's arrogant, but he doesn't. Nonetheless, he always leaves it on the track in the second place stop. That uh, first moto shows he's got the speed and walk. Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Thought it'd been a big couple of days. P2, you had Roxton going 3 3. I thought he might get away that second moto, but uh, he didn't. And, um, you know, Jack caught him and Verandas caught him first moto. But, dude, he hasn't been riding. I think he shows the moment, moments of brilliance early, does Kenny stuff. What I'd like to see out of Kenny is uh, we're not talking about limes, we're not talking about his, his chronic fatigue, we're not talking about his Epstein bar. But it should be. You know, he, he faded it a little bit. Um, not from a tired. He, he seems like he just loses interest. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Kenny Roxon fan. But, you know, could that losing interest be more when he's in the moment, zapping his laps up, then he pauses and thinks, oh, crap, I wonder if Courtney's having her baby. Courtney's his wife. You know, are these thoughts coming into his head? Does he start thinking when he gets out front and he gets in the mode? Because that guy's like Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's so freaking fit that there's... I know he's not getting tired. He works his ass off. He's training with Sexton. He knows where he needs to be. But, yep, yeah, I just think there's something there go, going on that um, we, it's been a, in a pattern. But all in all, third overall, what a day. You know, what a day. Starting off the SMX points with a, a third. At, I'm sorry, second overall. Dylan Fernandez third. Um, what, what a day for Kenny. And then the winner, Chase Sexton, one one. And just dominated. That's what champions do. Stamp it. He is the super cross champion. Yes, he didn't lead a lap against Jet. It's clear he made he made it be known that he was not happy with his outdoor bike. He knew it. He knew it. He didn't like it. He was searching for something they never found. But what, what they found on his outdoor bike, a supercross bike, was a winning recipe. So, and you saw that again today. One one dominant fashion over his. Uh, the sensational teammate Jet Lawrence. So, you know, Chase ain't done. This is this is really great. I think K 
KTM is probably more pumped than anyone, to be honest, to see him, you know, winning and, and that confidence just oozing over to the new orange bike. Um, but yeah, round one, SMX, I don't know what they call it, playoffs, I'm not going to talk about it, but round one of the SMX is wrapped, and uh, I think it was really a great day of racing. Um, I'm not there, obviously. I was watching it, having a coffee at a rest stop just outside of Sydney, Australia. But man, thanks for, uh, um, if you'd like to understand more about SMX uh, and where it came from and, and maybe that it's not just a reaction in WSX, get over to um, Adamson Sorrell's podcast, uh, Plugged In, and it is badass. He does an interview with, I think it's episode four with David Coombs. And I'm a huge fan of Adam Cinzarella. I hope he's okay from that crash today. But get over there. Uh, Davey breaks down a little bit of how it start, uh, gives a, a really good top level understanding of how SMX evolved uh, without having to go into too much detail. Davey Coombs is an amazing storyteller, amazing guy. His family's done so much. So get over to Adam Cinzarella's podcast to understand that. So, yeah, thanks to the MX Sports team. Thanks to Fell. Thanks to everyone involved for giving us another little you know, little nugget of racing. I know these guys are tired. Um, but, yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, shout out. I want to shout out to uh, Jesse Masterpool. I'm sorry, Ty Masterpool. I'm sorry, that's his late brother, Jesse. But Ty Masterpool for an amazing ride today. I know he's dealing with some some side effects from not getting the appendix moves and going he- under heavy meds. But that privateer continues to impress on that Kawasaki 450 as well, even at SMX. Um, and before I go, um, on the same platform, um, WSX is sold. Uh, my good friend Adam Bailey uh, is the CEO over there. And, you know, while we're talking about SMX, I thought I'd just throw in some WSX news. They have sold to a new group. Um, he's been under a lot of pressure, man, and copping a lot of hate from people. And maybe it wasn't the way they went about it. His former uh, partner in that, Ryan Sanderson, was really uh, aggressive and confident, and they were led by uh, some aggressive people. But you know what? Let's give these guys a break. They're trying to make something good as well. If it's the reason that SMX came about, that's great. We got more racing, but. I think there's still a place for WSX. I know that Adam Bailey and that crew over there is extremely passionate. They're doing it for the right reasons, and uh, I want to wish them the best on their relaunch of their series uh, at Melbourne uh, coming up here soon. And yeah, that's it, guys. Round one of the SMX playoffs is dusted. WSX has been sold. It's back on. And yeah, I'm driving still. Sorry for the, I got a congested nose. Um, I'm driving my VW Crafter. Of course, wrapped in method race wheels. I got three Stark Vargs behind me in a Jeff Lee's little trailer. And uh, I hope to be in Melbourne in five hours to find a place to pull over and sleep in my van and get up and do it all over again tomorrow. Yeah, that's it. Not mad about it. Working for Stark Future doesn't suck. I'm very fortunate to be supported by great brands for all my two-wheel activities. But that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of My Two-Wheel Life.
see me at the track, see me in the trails, DM me if you have questions. Uh, I love sharing the knowledge I have. I'm a true enthusiast. Until next time, folks. Peace.